I like it. Pushing the button, Mrs. Ryan. Thursday show, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> confusing <laughs> did you see that <laughs> yes that was borderline confusing hearing our music seeing our stuff but reading the smoking tire yeah yeah that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting all right let's see get everything situated here welcome back mrs ryan hello hello there we go hi everybody welcome back to the old late night play set my name is jay ryan this is nicole ryan we are the ryan's and uh, we have got a good show for you this evening, I believe. Uh, everybody's been waiting for this moment on our side. We're very excited. The Smoking Tire is our guest this, uh, this evening. Matt Farah is here. We've got Connecticut in the house representing Mrs. Ryan's New York. We're doing a whole little tri-state area thing going on here. Um, we're excited to talk to him, so we're going to keep it on going, Mrs. Ryan, here. But what okay. on earth should we talk about first? How are you feeling? Okay. Looking lovely. Thank you. Feeling... Uh, Compared to yesterday. Uh, about a little better. Okay, mentally good, body bad. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. That's about where I'm at right now. But you don't, uh, you don't let people look at because right now, looking at you, you look amazing on the monitor right there. So, what is there anything you can tell people for why you look great and and you feel like shit? Uh, the 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 easiest thing to say is that there's a confusion in my body and brain about brain like brain waking state and sleeping state. So different mm. parts of my body and my brain are think they're awake when they're not, and vice versa. And so getting those aligned sometimes is tricky. Holy smokes! Yeah. Well, I just realized I for, I'm sorry about all of that. I don't know how you <laughs> <laughs> realize it's a bigger can of worms because. It's probably not as, there's no succinct way to say it. If there was, they'd have an answer for what MS is and how to fix it. Correct. (laughs) In the meantime, everyone's heard of MS and they're like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, you got that thing. Looks like a headache. I can't get it, can I? No, no. No, that's what they. (laughs) Yes. Can't catch it. (laughs) I've realized I neglected to mention tonight is Thursday, October 24th, 2019. And I've already said that our guest is the smoking tire. All right, Mrs. Ryan, that is uh, what's going on with the hellos, etc. Can we just get right into the show and what we've got to do today? Uh, I am very limited with what I have today. Usually our Friday or Thursday shows, which are our Friday shows, are stacked. Today it's not too bad. I've got an East Coast feed that is kind of long, and I've got a TBT that is very short. Uh... East Coast feed. All right, East Coast feed first. Let us check in over here, Danbury Chive and Ridgefield BMW, although I don't think they're there. They might be at Danbury Hospital. Uh, We'll see where we are. Roll it out. (laughs) Hi, my service is Ryan. I was told not to film because it's a hospital. There's Michael and Brooke and Mom and Rebecca. (laughs) So a really quick story. Um, Mom notices we're at the hospital visiting Aunt Nan. Um, she's okay. It's not the end of the world. But she's getting better. Um, and uh, so we're in and Mom says, this is a really creepy guy in the lounge. I call the cops on him. Oh, my God. So wait, wait, can I switch? <laughs> oh, is that Mom? No. <laughs> so um, she goes, go in, the, go in the lounge and stand by the machine. He'll start talking to you. So I did. And Brooke and Mom stood outside. And uh, he didn't. Yeah, I'm going to tell him the whole fucking story. 
<laughs> they can hear everything. Anyway, let's get them in the background. Here we go. Um, like, come on, this one's better. Um, <laughs> so I go in there, and the guy leaves to go talk to Mom and Brooke, which is the best part. I come to find out that Mom dropped her credit card. <laughs> a small bag. Mom dropped her credit card, her medical card, and some other thing. With her, with her picture on it. And the reason why the guy was creepily looking at her is because he was trying to give her back her shit. But she called the cops on him already. How nice is that, right? Welcome to my family, Red Monster. Anyway, East Coast Speed, coming to you live from Queens. Say goodbye, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so we're in Queens. It's probably like Forest Hills Medical Center or something. Oh, my gosh. That is funny. So the guy, she dropped her stuff, her card, credit card, her ID, and her medical stuff, and then some guy was trying to give it back to her, and she's like, get the fuck away from me. That is <laughs> you hilarious. Doing? That is pure East Coast oh, paranoia right there. It's, it's people who born and raised in that town, still in that town. That is great. I love it. All right, Mrs. Re- oh, that's not right. Hello. Oh, hi, Producer Kate. There we go. Recording in progress. We're make sure we got that going. All right, Mrs. Ryan, the last thing I have to do is an East Coast feed. Now, we are throwing back here to February 15th, 2019. Why, you might ask, is that a specific day? has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ryan. What it does have to do with is a very, very, the smallest breakfast club we ever had because uh, after only a few of us made it, the road got closed. And we're playing it today because the road is back open as of yesterday. Yay! California 2, let's just see what the hell happened that day. I think it's pretty short. (laughs) CBT, roll it out. feels like forever ago <laughs> it does doesn't it? it feels like two years ago yeah i uh freddie posted uh, on the newcomb's ranch uh, uh instagram the other day you know all the roads open and the whole bit and i literally thought i was like i'm gonna have to <laughs> i need directions <laughs> i'm hard programmed for that hard left now yeah i read your post and i was like i don't even know the regular way you anymore. don't you literally don't have to do anything you just go straight and then you appear at newcomb's ranch eventually but uh it's i'm just used to it now yeah. I've, I've grown to love the other way, you know. Nine miles. Oh, God, the best stretch. Don't tell anybody. Oh, shush, sh- shut. <laughs> Blew it. Don't say anything. All right, Mrs. Ryan, that's all I have. It's t- Oh, shit, there's the one other thing. We have to go through the motions. All right. Pushing the button, Mrs. Ryan. Let's check it out. Dave, watch. Yes. All right. Today is, as I mentioned, October 24th. So 
I am going to put an X on this calendar right here, denoting that Mr. David Letterman is not sitting in his old chair right over there. Uh, however, Mrs. Ryan, do we have an update today? No, nothing official. I'm playing oh. phone tech. Yeah, but you you reach back out and yeah, then we're, yeah, right. So Next it's not steps. stale. It's not nothing is stale. Yeah, if you've been paying attention, we have uh, been. I don't know if we've been trying for that long. Actually, I think this has been <laughs> almost a historically easy process, assuming we don't hit a roadblock anytime soon here. Uh, but after the last uh, over the last couple weeks, we have been trying to get David Letterman as a guest on this program. Obviously, you all know the history with me and the story and the, the whole thing. Uh, 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 so now we've gotten to the guy. The guy has taken it to Dave. And now we're just you know following up and trying to figure out what does Dave think? Yes. You know, I mean, exactly we can paint a picture right. of, oh, Dave is uh, sequestered in Montana watching these on YouTube. <laughs> you can speculate as to whatever yeah, story you want to tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the one that makes the most sense in my head, but... Uh, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> We're in it. the waiting game. I'll take it. Anything could happen. <laughs> All right. So that's where we are. And we close up the day watch. Mrs. Ryan, now the most important part of the day. It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? <laughs> My love for Australia, Australia continues. I cannot talk to this. Apparently. That's not your fault. That's part of the MS, too. Oh, yeah, sure. MS. Um, there is a group of ladies that are in their 60s and 70s that go by the name Fantastic, the Fantastic Grandmothers. And similar. Superheroes. It sounds like a superhero team. It's kind of like the A-team, like the group <gasps> I mentioned yesterday of women that are older and snorkel and have time and offered to go take pictures of sea snakes while they're down there. And they have changed the perception of the geological understanding of sea snakes in the area. They volunteered to do it for some study that was already going on in National Geographic or something like that? Bas- no, for like a local university, basically like offer their services. So they said, we're down here anyway. We're doing this for our own exercise and our own well-being and feeling good and whatever. Do you want us to do something of value for you while we're down here? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's a lot Everybody of Everybody should stuff. do that. I mean, it's- that's... How sort of how mindful people work. I mean, they sort of look at all the pieces. Yeah, there's a lot of that older community saying we have time and skills. What can we do? And that's what's coming Love out it. of it. Everybody wants to feel valuable. Everybody wants to be of service, you know, truly inside, I believe. I think that so, may not too. be true, but I believe it to be true. Well, kudos to the Australian folk, uh, the fantastic grandmother. We've been having some home runs with the Australians lately. Ron Goodman, race car, Porsche race car driver here on uh, last week on Thursday. Oh, yeah. so good. And then Taco T helping us out with that thing. So I'm good. feeling mad love for that continent. So kudos. Um, but to uh, come back to our states for a second, uh, it is now a federal crime to torture animals. Oh, God, that's great. I am so glad. The House passed a bill. Like, it seems it's sick that it wasn't, but for a long time they weren't considered sentient, and they didn't have feelings, and they couldn't feel. And, oh, it's the beginning awful. of a long process, like everything is in the legislative system, but at least it's like there's bringing awareness to that animals are energies that have feelings of some capacity, so don't torture them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ask any tree, tree hugger. They'll tell you. I mean, you know, every plant has feelings, let alone the animals around us. Right. So kudos for that process. Very cool. Um, Netflix, according to Bloomberg, is going to be producing fewer comedy specials. I read that. They're going to get more into the curation of uh, comedy in general, it sounds like. And so that is becoming less about the final product of stand-up comedy specials. Like they've 
built. And uh, someone we had on our show, Brian Volkweis, gave a quote saying that they've crafted one of the biggest libraries of comedy mm. specials out there. So there's a plethora to choose from if you're looking for comedy specials. Um, but there Many being, of them are his, that he's produced. Yeah, many are through Comedy Dynamics, which is his company, and mm. I'm a huge fan. Um, Big time. Uh, and love him, Brian Volkweiss. Volkweiss. He's just an awesome dude, great energy, and good person. Yeah. Like, he's doing he's doing the stuff he loves, and, and it's working out for him because he's doing it all for the right reasons. Yeah. That's, yeah, he's such a good dude. I'm so lucky to have worked with him and work with him currently and all that stuff. So, um, But it was an interesting perspective of, of that he shared of their library being so vast. And Netflix saying, you're right, we have a great library. We don't need to produce as much content. So, <laughs> Shot himself in the foot. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. Yes. And then lastly... Uh, for everyone that was a fan of uh, the latest Quentin Tarantino movie, what was the latest one? Once I'm upon a, hard t- a time. Oh gosh, yeah, we still haven't seen that one. Correct. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, it's coming back to theaters tomorrow with oh, ten gosh. extra minutes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So before it's even on home video, there's already a, like a Quentin cut. Yeah. Awesome. And apparently he gets final cut like written into his contract. And so there's <laughs> yeah. actually like four plus hours of footage available. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so this is just another 10 minutes, but it's awesome. Like there's four scenes, like it, it affects four scenes apparently. Uh, this new 10 minute. I, I haven't know. seen the original, so I don't know. Do, uh, is, do we know when the, I've been checking on this literally weekly and it keeps saying coming soon. No, doesn't know, you know, you can advance. Do we know when the home video release will be? Cause that's no. when we'll see it. Obviously. I think this has taken precedence. Gotcha. Okay. That but makes sense. I can't wait to see it. I did hear some, was it, I think in China, they banned the release in China because of the depiction of Bruce Lee in the movie. Uh, I don't want to give anything away with spoilers, but there was a, a political thing about that. Everything with him is controversial, so we'll see. Very cool. Kudos. Oh, that's it. Oh, my goodness. And that's been What's Going On. Oh, gosh. This is Ryan. You did a great job. Let us now take a breath, take a break, and get our guest Matt Fair in here, shall we? The Smoking Tire. Awesome. (laughs) This is very exciting for us. The Smoking Tire, uh, the guy who really does the car podcast that I think anybody who's ever listened to a car podcast knows about will be sitting in that chair when we get back. More to come right after this. See you in a few. As smooth as it can run. This was the new iPad Pro last year, whatever. Yeah. Wirecast is, it's a little clunky in its setup and you need a powerful PC to run it. Okay. And you're, the the real limiting factor with Wirecast is there is a, a huge gap in between consumer grade bullshit Logitech webcams and even the most basic of video cameras that you're using for as a webcam. That's what we were figuring out. Yeah, too. I had to go full black magic for the whole setup. Yeah, if I wanted to do what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah, and that, or, was, that was bank. Right. Was so like we we said money. fuck that. And we decided that Logitech webcams were actually good enough. Yeah, they are. And they are. But the problem is you can't use them with extension cords. You can't. It comes with like a six-foot cable, but you can't. For the feed. For the feed. You can't put like a 20-foot extender and mount it on the other side of the room. It won't read it. No shit. So you're limited by the length from the PC. But this, 
solves that entirely. Well, we're sitting here with the smoking oh, tire, Matt Vera. Can I <laughs> can I like curse on your show? You can say anything you want, okay. brother. Just can be we yourself. Do, do we? Can we? Do, can I shoot up? You what? can do, you can do uh, anything uh, you want. <laughs> Did you bring a vape pen? <laughs> I did, but I left it off. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, somebody go get that! My goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, I love our crew. That's a riot. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. This is uh, this is really What's exciting up? for us. We appreciate you coming. That's okay. A lot of a uh, lot of famous stinky bums in this seat, huh? Yeah. So you know the story. This is the original Letterman shit. I do, and because I'm friends with Spike, so so Spike was like, and then I told Jerry he's gotta come see it. You know, and it's it's funny. I I, I mean, obviously, I I. You, the episode of Seinfeld where he buys the Merv Griffin set is what I immediately I'm not familiar with it. go to. And I mean, you know, that's like one of the sillier things that a person could do. And yet here we are in the valley. Years later, <laughs> years after that episode. A lot of people forgot about that episode, but not me. Not <laughs> I don't think anybody has forgotten about that shit. It's on constantly. I Still. feel like episodes of Seinfeld individually are some significant like i watched friends when it was new but like can you rem i can't remember a single ep individual episode of friends i can but not in the same way only the ones felt. where like ross got like kicked in the balls a bunch <laughs> we by some girl yeah yeah but but no but there's like you know when someone you say seinfeld someone goes the marble rye you go oh yes of yep. course there's just like the iconic references <sighs> you know yeah it's great well how, we're about the same you're a little younger how old are you 37. Oh, you're a lot younger. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, right. I'm a rough 37, though. It's been, <laughs> it's been 37 very long years. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's not, the time hasn't been kind to me. You look great. <laughs> Let's back it up, because I don't know if I agree with that, but you're, I think, from the same neck of the woods that I am. Are you from Fairfield County, too? I'm from Westchester County, but like I lived like I grew up like 50 feet over the line. Uh -oh. I grew up across the street from like um, SUNY Purchase in Manhattanville College. Yeah. Like that's where I was. My parents live in Greenwich now. Oh no! Shit. So like yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, definitely. We had the mobile station on the Hutch there. Right. The mobile. Well, you had the northern mobile on the Hutch. I had the southern mobile on the Hutch. Yours was technically mobile on the Merit. Mine was mobile on the Hutch. It's a different. <laughs> I'm we were going. We're going, going real to inside CD, baseball here. I hope you. I hope the target audience of this show is like a 10-mile radius around Anybody SUNY Purchase because nobody else fucking gets this. If you've flown into West The Chester. Hutchison River Parkway runs north from New York City, and when it hits the Connecticut border, it turns into the Merritt Parkway. Same road. There is a mobile station just south of the border and another one just north of the border. My friends used to smoke weed at the one south of the border. Their friends used to smoke weed at the one north of the border. We have established that. I didn't hang out with anybody from Connecticut, <laughs> from so I was area. always at the south one. The other thing about people from Connecticut is they always deny having any other friends from Connecticut. Oh, shit. They're all like, oh, yeah, I grew up there, but I actually hung out uh, in Harlem. Long Island. Like, I didn't, I never, I never went out in Fairfield County. I only hung out in, like, Yonkers and, like. <laughs> They all Where deny. The Where would you go out in Fairfield County? <laughs> Yo, we South to, South Norwalk is hot now. South Norwalk's the shit. Now South Norwalk, yeah. Now, when I was a kid, you couldn't go there. At night. No, no. You Back in the day, the aquarium shut, and you got the fuck out of Dodge. It's the the disparity between I, my, my my high school. Uh, whatever you call that, the dance, the prom was at that aquarium at the, at the South Norwalk Aquarium. <laughs> That's pretty Maritime hood. Center. That's pretty hood, actually. No, but the it, the <laughs> Connecticut is such a weird town because. It's it's considered such like a white, rich, 
place, and you're basically talking about three towns at the very bottom the point, corner, just in the and point. the rest of it is the ghettoest ghetto you've seen in America. <laughs> like Bridgeport, like might as well be Brazil, frankly. And then there, and there's like super rural, really, really, really rural. Most of the rest of it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it could be interchangeable with Vermont or Maine. It's once weird you, once you get further out. There. Really, yeah. yeah no, like Connecticut is a, is is not a uniform. Like the image of what pe- most people think of in Connecticut and what most of Connecticut actually looks like are not the same. Thing. You just blew my mind with yeah. a Vermont reference because I get that. Yeah, I had grandparents there. Yeah. I did not realize that was Connecticut. I it's see. got it's beautiful. Like southwestern Connecticut is really really beautiful. Okay, and most then of it, your exposure has been yeah. Just there okay. just just stick Very with pretty. stick with she's been part. up to like the essex steam train and stuff <laughs> yeah like stick that. with that part oh the essex steam train yeah remember that when we, you were a kid with no the- you know you can rent that for uh weddings we looked into doing a when me uh i got married yeah i got married over the uh thank you uh in, in uh, uh, spring in april and um we we you know me and my wife like we like different stuff we we, we were never into a traditional wedding and one of the yeah. things we looked at is that you can rent the Essex steam train which takes you to a um, a factory of some kind at the end of the line it's like uh, it was like a knitting factory or some some kind sure. of factory and you can have weddings in, in, there that's amazing uh, but the problem is when you, it doesn't become your train, even when you rent it, it uh, still runs on a very specific really? like schedule. Like other people, like no, random. No, other people don't come on it. It's but volu- it still runs on the run. schedule. It's volunteer run, so the, oh. people who, the engineers oh. and the guys yeah. who literally do all yeah. that shit and shovel coal. Yeah, so you can rent it, but it's still leaving at five. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like it's it's so we we decided ultimately not to do it, but it, it was it is a thing that can it's be a done. Nice idea. I love that you. you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, it's amazing. I actually am not ashamed to have hung out with people in the East Coast while I was there. <laughs> yeah, all my friends were from like. Poughkeepsie and shit. You know oh, what I mean? like, really? I was really not. Yeah, I was not oh. cool at all. I yeah, really no. Wasn't. I went to private school, so they all came to us. Nice. <laughs> That's what happens when you when you get when you go to the private schools. Is the kids? The, you know, it was weird because like because they come from everywhere. They else. come from everywhere, yeah. which is it gives you I think a few different perspectives about what the different towns are like around you, as opposed to like if I went to Rye High School, it would have been all Rye kids. But also makes it very hard to have parties and go to parties. Because they're not all, and not everyone's in the same town. No one's walking to the parties or riding their bike. They're like from across Westchester. Yeah, you. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Ryan's been to Playland. That was Ride that Playland. was my hood where we where I grew up. Ride oh, Playland. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We used to go there all the it's time. Big when we were because kids. Because it's big. the amusement park. The movie Big is shot there. Yeah, but they did fireworks every Friday, mm-hmm. like almost all year every round. Week? Every week, every single week, the they do fireworks there. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So first, you know, when we were kids, we'd go hang out and smoke weed in the parking lot, and watch fireworks. <laughs> then we went, were in high school, and we'd go to the cemetery next to Playland, smoke weed, oh, and watch over fireworks. Oh, stone wall, sure. Yes, oh. correct. By my nursing, the cemetery. Yeah, yes, and then we would. Yeah, and then as an adult, now I take a boat to Playland, approach from the water, smoke weed, and watch fireworks. Isn't that amazing? You graduated. We have come up. 
<laughs> yeah, no, but Playland was great because it's when you're a kid, it's a full size amusement park, I and when you're an was. adult, you go, oh my god, this place is tiny it's and tiny shitty. Shit. You grew up there, did you? Ha- for me, it was like there was a twenty year gap, so I literally yeah. had that experience. No, I, for me, I grew up there. I knew it was ghetto when we were there. Oh, like okay. I knew it was pretty crappy. Like there's a roller coaster there called the Dragon Coaster. That's the Mariah which, Carey one, right? I yes, from the, from the video, video, yes, it is actually. As a matter of fact, <laughs> and it is one of. It's one of the three or four oldest roller coasters wooden, that are running coaster. today. Like there's like there was like the Ricky Cyclone. Wooden. It's sketch, real sketch. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know the, the paint chips fall off every time it goes by. Oh, I mean, it's no. mega mega sketchy. But it's and that's the only reason it's scary. I mean, it's not big. It's not fast. Just like it's like you go on you and you're like know. you go. Wow, that was terrifying. <laughs> and it's not because of the g forces or anything. It's just like the entire time I was like, we're just sailing off this thing, you know. <laughs> I just I think that's where I hurt my neck. I have like a Probably. permanent chronic neck injury. And I'm well, there's a ride under the Dragon Coaster called The Whip. Maybe it was on The Whip. Do you remember that? No, barely. I, all vaguely, I remember all of this. The stuff. Whip was, was even- basically a NASCAR race, <laughs> but you're completely, but you're a passive participant. I don't remember that. Yeah, you were in like a little, basically, uh, you were in like a, a little small two-person couch on a big spring, and then they had this sort of NASCAR track-style oval. And you would kind of swing back and forth on the straightaways, and then it would whip you around, and you would just get fucking whipped around. And I mean, it would do that over and over. That was the whole it was ride. Under another ride? Yeah, it went underneath the dragon coaster. The dragon coaster the went over it. So you were on the whip, and the paint chips would fall on you. God. <laughs> Playland was hood. Playland was, but, and then Playland had the ice casino also, the ice rink, which they use for a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. A ton. A ton of movies were filmed in there, and it was also um, where the Rangers would practice, because all the New York Rangers sort of lived in that area, and so you could go, and it wouldn't cost money or anything. You could just go watch the Rangers practice. Represent- that guy was a Ranger. What, Who was uh, that? Sean Avery? Oh, yeah. He was a king, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Ra- And when the when the hockey strike happened, what year was that, 94, 95, something like that? There was a big yeah. hockey strike? Yeah. They came and practiced at my school. Oh my god. My school, Rye Country Day, it was like super Jew. Yeah, I went to Rye Country Day. I know it only from the school closures in the morning, listen to the radio. Yeah, it was a super <laughs> Jewy private school, K through 12, you know, Ivy League feeder kind of thing. I had to wait till the R's. Totally. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> alphabetical, yeah, alphabetical. Yeah, still going. That's funny. Listen to Weeby 108. Yeah, but we had the best ice rink around. I wasn't good at skating. Darian, I, I thought, had the best ice no, rink. No, no. The private, private, private school, dude, because, oh, because they, they get skated on the least. Yeah. They have the. Fresh new Zamboni, the really All nice the mint equipment. Zamboni, and they kept the whole building freezing cold. So the like like it, they didn't care about spectators. It was thirty degrees in this whole building all the time. So the ice was really fast. But we had really hard boards, so nobody would want to get checked into the boards because they didn't Did they didn't play? flex. They, didn't they tried to make me play. Time. I was terrible. I played like JV for one year. No shit. Was she, the worst. she played ice hockey at University of Michigan. Really? Oh, you were <laughs> yeah. good at ice hockey. I, I got good. I yeah. it's where I started playing, yeah. But a lot of You kids... started and then played on the university team all within college? Yes. Oh wow, good for you. Thanks. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, it's really hard game. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a very difficult game. It's a tough game and uh but the rules are they make sense. Like football and basketball right. make no sense right. to me. But the rules of hockey make sense. They're similar to soccer. 
Yeah. 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 But it's a very. It is a. You don't. It's not a ton of thinking in hockey. Oh, correct. It's a lot of motor skill program. But I, I was never, never good at it. We played like roller hockey. I was a little better at. My skating wasn't so hot. Uh, yeah, you're big skating. to skate. You're. I uh, feel like you're center of gravity. Not good. Not, not good. <laughs> no, not good. I just never, never really got it. I'm an okay skier though. I'm, I'm, I'm decent at that. You have to be on the east coast. We were, yeah, yeah. We were sort of brought up to. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If well, you're going to go with anybody skiing, you got to know how to ski. Yeah. For sure. And that was what we did the whole, our whole youth was go up to Killington trips, and all the Vermont trips, the yeah. Vermont mountains. Yeah. And then when we were 13, we all switched to snowboarding. Everybody really? switched to snowboarding. But I switched back. Oh. Like two years ago, I went back to skiing. The best. Yeah, and you can still the, do it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I picked it up. It I, I was like... I was like, I'm going to drive to Big Bear today, and I'm going to remember how to ski. And I rented boots, and I rented skis, and just got on the fucking chairlift. That's, and I had a awesome. really awkward first like run or two. First run or two. Not not long. And then I was skiing. That's and awesome. and now I now I ski again, and I went and I so went back great. to it. Not having to sit down on the mountain, the best. <laughs> <laughs> not having to take your foot out of the fucking thing, the best. Never even poles. Double best. <laughs> oh my god! At thirty-seven, I'm in love with snow again because I actually the shitty parts are all gone. Now we can ski. Now we're doing it. From thirteen to thirty-seven, you were snowboarding. Yeah. God damn. Not as cool. It. My dad. When we all switched to snowboarding, my dad. My friend had the cool dad, the one who owned the ski house at Killington. He was one of the cool dads, and he was like a dentist. Oh. And he switched to snowboarding at fifty. And he came out and started snowboarding with us. When we were in our teen, teens, he oh would come gosh. out. Shout out to Stan Kerpel if you're out there. Stan Dr. Kerpel. Stan Kerpel switched to, and he got one of those alpine downhill boards where your feet are like in the line stretch. and you, well, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. carve like, like, like you would on a motorcycle. <laughs> Crazy. Holy yeah, shit. it was gangster. It was he must have great knees. Stan Kerpel was gangster. Yeah, he's probably in a wheelchair now, but he was a pimp. <laughs> no. Way uh, to build the was, memories, yeah, no, buddy. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, growing up there, it, I could see how you would get into cars because there were some oh, nice yeah. cars about where I grew up. But uh, not just cars, but great roads. That's I mean, that's go. something that I I I really miss about being there. Like here, we've got you know the canyons, you know the the Angeles Forest and whatever. We're super super spoiled that we have that, yep. and that's an amazing resource when you do the thing that I do for a living. Um, but what you miss is when I was living in Greenwich. Back roads were a thing. Yep. You know, every drive to the grocery store was kind of down a windy road and 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 you were moving. <laughs> you yeah. were you weren't, you know, and even if you had to go into Manhattan, which was like a 40-minute drive or so, it was 30 minutes of moving followed by and then 10 minutes at the end of <laughs> dense traffic street to wherever you were going. Yeah, you know, now I'm I'm like I, I love LA and I like living here and the sunshine's free and weed's legal and we've got the canyons and we've got the weather and we've got all these things, but but I really do kind of miss you know now if we go to hollywood that's the the sort of equivalent venice to hollywood of greenwich to manhattan is like it's just i leave my house and then i'm just instantly in traffic and ways goes nine miles 59 minutes and you go just fucking kill me end it all you know so that the that one of the few things i miss about the east coast especially greenwich and fair fail fairfield county and northern westchester county putnam county bear mountain area you know just a drive to road. get somewhere that you had to go anyway could be a nice drive, and that's something we don't we don't have living in the city. I mean, we could all move to Calabasas, I guess, but like, be right there, yeah. then our house would burn down, and Kevin Hart would come through our fucking front door. 
we were one of the first people to go through that after. Oh. I saw it the next day. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the next day the I saw the fence and I saw the, I said, the road well, flares. Somebody came and overcooked it the whole said, well, we so, saw exactly Hannah was with me and we're like, oh, somebody had uh, had a day here. And I got home I was like, oh, shit, Kevin Hart. Ooh. The amount of uh, road flareage was more than I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, there was a lot of flares out. Yeah. It was, I think it's because it was a blind crest and they were probably just trying to create long light it makes perfect sense but that, holy shit. that or they were creating like a tmz perimeter i'm not really sure you think yeah. there was pa- you think there was paps up there i don't think there was paparazzi up there i don't think anybody came out there that's pretty far in the middle of nowhere yeah i don't know but they were also could have been with them already do you think he was you think he was, was drunk someplace who the driver that was definitely not was kevin hart yeah there we go okay <laughs> now right. we're getting to the root of it <laughs> who left the accident and walked home which isn't shady at all <laughs> i'm just gonna go (laughs) that's the best i don't want to be here anymore so i'm just gonna go (laughs) i'll see you later uh uh it's you're talking about the drive to the drive for me growing up in wilton i was right on route seven so it was route seven straight up to lime rock we used to see paul newman all the time on route seven because he's coming from westport we used to see robert redford on route seven all the time all these guys going up to the racetrack did you yeah. ever spend any time up at lime rock i did my first uh racing school was skippy at Skip lime Barber. rock what what years or what when this was that? would have been because that was my first also probably two th- i was in college so probably 2001 or two maybe okay. bruce McInnes was my head instructor and then dean uh wow, dean de giacomo and dean de giacomo i just saw again he now works for lamborghini he's one of lamborghini's like squadra corsa instructors and so i saw him at the uh Uris launch but yeah i learned it i learned to drive at lime rock um as far as from racing yeah me too um oh, but i also just spent so much time driving the back roads you know up off of uh, i-84 and off the taconic sure. and connecting sort of connecticut this to is, bear this mountain this is my childhood yeah and so i i really you, you learned a lot of the snakes through i would and then when google maps came out in 04 uh or maybe 05 i became a, an instant google maps expert that's kind of actually how i started doing my job was I owned a car wash with my friend Larry Casilla in in Harrison okay right right behind the Harrison paint supply which is Harrison's next to Rye in New York and it's where all the mafia guys who left Brooklyn to have families moved they wanted their kids to go to private yeah so all our clients were these super mobbed up guys it was hilarious Um, and they loved us because we were hustlers, and uh, and so they always were good tippers. But we, when uh, these guys would come, not just the mob guys, but other guys would come <laughs> and they would hang out and just at our car wash and just s- smoke cigars while they're detailing the cars and drink these espressos and fuck around and waste our time. And so busting balls and stuff. Yeah, and so we, me and my friend Larry, we started this car club called New York Motor Club to give these guys like a reason to drive their cars. So. So we, I would go and, and find these roads on Google Maps that nobody had ever seen before because nobody, they just didn't really care. It doesn't occur to you to like, let me look on a map like in my hometown to find new roads. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody who did that, but these people weren't doing that. Yep. And so when well, I would come up, 
It was your thing, right? Well, in your head. I, I would no. I mean, I'd find some roads because I was doing that. But I would I would pour over Google Maps because they yeah, and I would go oh like the first look, time we I, had this technology too yeah I mean, was it a road atlas before that right. flipping through a book versus just scrolling all over an okay. unlimited universe and zooming in and out and just looking for squigglies and going well what is that what is that squiggly that's just oh, right cool. you know and so I would put together these drive routes through roads that no one had ever seen before and they're like how did you find this and I was just you know google maps guy and then in 06 um youtube launched and so i was like we should make videos of our drives on these roads and that way the world will think we're this cool car club but we're doing this stuff anyway why not document it and then put it out on this new platform yeah i didn't i thought i figured it would be promotion for the car club right and then it, it turns out that I liked making videos a lot more than I liked being at a car wash <laughs> in New York, and and it did. The car wash didn't last long once the video thing sort of took off, which it did pretty quickly because we were, shifted. yeah, we were like the first people kind of in the door with it. I mean, there there weren't other than like torrented copies of Top Gear and like videos on like Streetfire.net. Like there wasn't any like real like editorial content being made on youtube about cars no, for me it was motor week i grew up with motor you week. had motor week on television yep. you had top gear coming on through the torrent sites yep. and then you had just bullshit street racing videos and drag racing videos on street fire and so we decided that we could create uh, we we thought it was 80 percent. it was probably more like 40 percent of top gear for no money on the internet, yeah, and just do that, and that would just be the thing that we did. That's how it started. Yeah, that's how the smoking tire started. Well, no, that's how my first show, Garage Four Nineteen, started. Okay, okay. Which in New York, but I've been making a few videos for the for the car club. Mm-hmm. Tom Morningstar, who was my cameraman, brought me a microphone, so now I was the host. That was it. I was the host. I did a couple of videos. Probably good for your personality, right? That was a match. Did you, are, in the you beginning, no, no, oh, no. Really? I, I was a major in photography in college for the same reason I started, uh, for the same inverse reason I got into cooking, which I got into cooking because I didn't like doing dishes. I became a photography major because I didn't like being in pictures. I didn't like seeing pictures of myself. And if I took the picture, I didn't have to be in it. Um, and it wasn't until I started listening to the Opie and Anthony radio show. New York that I realized that I could actually be myself in public. My parents are lovely people, but they're very conservative in terms of like, there are certain things that are home and private matters and we don't Reserves. talk about them outside. And there's certain things, you, you know, you don't really let people into yourself. They're, 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 they're a little of the older generation and it's worked out for them. But, yeah. but for me, when I started listening to Opie and Anthony, I realize that you actually can be the real you in public as a broadcaster and be successful. And so that, when I then got the opportunity to stand in front of a microphone and talk and people saw it and laughed and I got good feedback and I got encouragement and this guy, Emil Rensing, who's now in prison, offered me a job. I was like, oh, this is now a thing that I can do. Like, because wow. I didn't know I could do this and, and talk about cars. Like, wait, you mean I can talk about cars on camera? Hang on. That's the that's different. You know, so. And that's what was already. That was your. Yeah, favorite. I already knew that. I mean, I already knew how, how to do that. I didn't know everything. But like, you know, some people are affected by the fact that there's cameras around. 
Right. Oh, they freeze yeah. or they don't. They're just affected by it. They ch- something changes when people are looking. Even it's the same. When people thing. are looking, yeah. for me, if people are looking, maybe. But cameras, no. Oh, really? I could be surrounded by cameras and be completely unaffected by it. But I much prefer being filming out in the desert by myself rather than audience. on the well. Studio audience different because they are volunteering to be there Prepare. being on the street i don't like where it's just looky lose like what's this guy doing oh. fucking entertain me bro you know what i mean like yeah. that's when i I don't like that and yeah. i feel uncomfortable doing that but a good but, shoot should have that contained it's not a, it's never a deal breaker but that I, that's where i feel the least comfortable yeah. but i but i am unaffected i'm exactly the same person camera on camera off i'm unable to be a different person which is good for this job and bad for everything else in my life so whatever it is authentic matt farah yeah that's what you get yeah and so and so that's fucking amazing though isn't it isn't that maybe that's that's the magic that's of the a, recipe well that's i mean it's part of it for sure yeah yeah it's part of it like people are like how do i do the thing you do and it's like you can't be me bro you have to start by being me I, I i don't have a better way to tell you how to do it i can give you the formula buy gopros Learn Adobe Premiere. Mm-hmm. Like I will literally tell you the exact steps I did. take every single day. But if you can't turn a camera on yourself and do whatever it is that I do that comes easily to me, sorry. Like yeah. I, that's that's the main thing. Like I'm, I suppose, mildly gifted in that I can drive at eighty percent of my race pace and have a totally calm conversation with you, just like we're sitting here right now. That, like it's not amazing. I guess, yeah. For oh, me, it it's I not mean, hard. But well, for other people, they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? If they come in the car with me, they're well, freaked out. You've done so, you are so experienced on it now. So whether you But I could that do gift, it before. There you go. Whether you had yeah. the gift already or, and then you've just honed it over the years. I'm a better driver. I've practiced driving and I've, I'm, much, I'm a much better driver now than I was in the beginning, obviously, mm-hmm. because of all the practice. But, but, but even then, I could go 80% of my maximum the maximum was lower, but I could go 80% of that maximum and and just have this conversation, I too. have to assume, again, that the magic there is that you're not doing something else, which is pretending to be someone else. That's you're probably true. You're just being you, and then that, of course, doesn't require as much I suppose, CPU. yeah. I suppose, yeah. That's, That's awesome. true. I can, I, I can it, at anything less than, than full management of front <laughs> and rear traction race pace, I can autopilot the driving. Especially if it's on the roads I'm comfortable on, it's much harder if I film somewhere else. But if I'm on, if I'm on familiar territory, whether it's a track I've lapped a whole bunch of times or a road that I've driven a whole bunch of times, road and I can fully, I can fully automate that with my body, yeah. and my brain can completely separately focus on what I need to say to the camera. That's so cool. I it's mean, weird. That, that, yeah, but that, <laughs> you sound like him, though. Like, I get the differentiation of, like, presence versus autopilot mm-hmm. capability, and it's really neat to hear. I mean, if you're, if you're a, a, a good driver, and I know you are a very good driver. I've driven, Thanks, I've driven behind you, so I, I know. I, I, was, I thought I was doing a pretty decent clip in a GT3 RS, and you're in, like, an old Carrera S mobbing. <laughs> uh, there must be good tires, but there was also some good, there was also good, good skill represented there. Thanks, brother. That's it, Lime Rock. Yeah, no, I mean, but if you can drive at a certain skill level, you, you should be able to pretty much detach your brain from that experience, mm-hmm. you know. But it's 
but you kind of have to also be com- if you're comfortable talking. You know, yeah. if you're not comfortable talking, you could take a phone call or or you could do something. I'm glad you're you know. doing it. I don't ever want to learn how to do that. I think what you do is great, and I and, I, it and it's hard to find I'm, somebody who does it better. I mean, you. Have I'm to glad go. I can because I can't do anything else. But you've got to go to like a Chris Harris or somebody like that. Chris to get, is amazing. To get anybody at it. else who does He's it at that level, in and my then, opinion. Yeah, I mean, a, lo- a bunch of the English guys do it well. Jethro does it really well. Okay. Um, uh, well Henry Catchpole does it well. A lot of the guys. Well, to, yeah, well, most of the guys who 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 do it well are English, mm-hmm. and I think that they grew up racing in the rain. True, they have a lot. They also have a lot of airfields and racetracks in England. They have a lot of places places and opportunities really? to practice. Yeah, England has more racetracks per capita than anywhere in the world. No shit. Yeah, they do. I didn't know. That. Yeah, most of them are decommissioned World War II air bases, yeah. like the Top Gear track and the new one. Uh, the and, Grand Tour one, whatever uh-huh. that and the, the Grand oh the Grand Tour one is. one is and all, and also there's a what's the other Bruntingthorpe is one that gets used a lot. They're all versions of like Tustin down there, right? They're like retired marine yeah. bases or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. air. It's just runways and 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 um, taxiways linked. They're all kind of like shit tracks, but there's a lot of them. It's paved real estate. It's just it's just gar- it's just garbage tarmac but it's tarmac it's better than nothing it's still road yeah yeah yeah. no no one's complaining but but it's not like they've got laguna over there it's all just it's like driving on el toro or one of those kind of places yeah okay um but uh those guys are well practiced and i also think i you know the english do typically have bigger vocabularies than we do they just have more ways of saying things and i've tried to expand my vocabulary where I can, and it just never sounds that good. It just doesn't. <laughs> Whenever I try and use else. really new words, like it just, it just, people make fun of me. Like <laughs> people make fun of me if I don't use enough words, and then if I try and use new words, they're like, "What is this? What is this new word?" Like, just don't say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, don't call that nine eleven scrumptious. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just trying to pepper it. Oh God, I love it. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to because I've caught myself using. You know, you get in. You know, you get in like ruts and streaks where you start using phrases for a while until you get. And I catch myself. Do you get influenced by what you take in? Because that'll happen to me sometimes. Where I'll say, "Oh, I'll see something like a YouTube video, and somebody will yeah. say the same thing three times." I'm like, "Oh," and then I lock onto that saying, and then I'll say it for three weeks. Well, you know, it always long, starts by making fun of the thing, right? Yeah, usually you make fun of it until you adopt it, and then it becomes. Yeah, that's happened to me a few times. <laughs> and where you're I've, subscribing, where I've made fun of someone's phrasing or whatever, and I do it a couple times, and then I catch myself actually talking like that. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of other videos. Um, I don't. You mean like your content? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, when I when I like I watch like Netflix and stuff, but I don't I don't watch a lot of other automotive content. I typically don't. You need to check the fuck out of that at some. Point? Yes, definitely. I also um, I know how the sauce is made per se, so <laughs> the magic of editing and all that doesn't really impress me. I You're don't. Not dazzled. Well, I don't. I just don't learn anything. I haven't seen a lot of new techniques i mean brian scotto and his and the hoonigan team they're they're doing some good work cinematically you know larry chan and those guys they they so occasionally i'll as a fan of photography and film i will check some of that stuff out if that's what i want but if anytime a new sports car comes out i'm i'm gonna drive it like i don't need to watch someone's review and if someone your own mind yeah and if someone drives it before me 
is a 99% chance I have their phone number. <laughs> and I can just be like, yo, Johnny, how was it? And I just get, I get the three-word review, and that's all that's I need all to know. Need. Yeah, until I drive it. Right. Just, is it shit or not? Not shit? Cool. I'm going to drive it in a month. I, I'm stoked now. You know what I mean? So, um, but I'm influenced by uh, Anthony Bourdain um, and, and his his content. You're, I'm very sorry for your loss. You lost oh, a friend Carl. recently yeah. in, in the food world. Ruizing. Yes. I have my I have my Cuban Ruizing uh, uh, wristband. Yes, very um, sorry for your loss. Did you ever? You never met him, but did you ever watch no. any of his stuff? No, I didn't know anything oh about it. He's one of those people who I found after he left. Yeah, Carl's uh, Carl Ruiz uh, passed away last month, but he's like he was the most interesting person probably I've ever met. Um, he was a chef, uh, Food Network chef. He worked with uh, Chef Guy Fieri, and he had a restaurant in New York City called La Cubana. But he was on um, Opie's podcast and Opie's radio show. And he also, he did, he, if you go to YouTube and you type in OMG Carl's Food Show, <laughs> it's literally, you'll find about 10, 12 videos he did before he died of him just in an iPhone reviewing fast food. And in a, and reviewing fast food, this is a guy who's cha- trained by Joel Robichon. That's right. But 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 chef, but looking. but Carl really um, democratized food. He did not. He was trained by a Michelin star. He could have cooked at any Michelin star restaurant anywhere in that the world. Level. He's open restaurants. He was one of the best chefs I've ever seen. Um, uh, he was the winningest chef ever on Guy's Grocery Games. Um, but but he um, he was not a snob about food. He you know if you watch his McDonald's one, his McDonald's review, you know he's the fillet of he has his line about the fillet of fish is that the fish must have volunteered for this sandwich. And, <laughs> but but then he but then he Fresh. balances that out. You know he eats the fries and he goes. You know, any Michelin-starred chef would be proud to make this fry. This yeah. is the perfect French fry. You know, you go into any chef's kitchen, and they would kill to be able to make a French fry so like this. So it was a very honest so, review. Well, he democratized, you know what I mean? He he found things you that anyone could appreciate in a $4 hamburger. and he And he gave you reasons that... You should or shouldn't eat certain things that were very real. And every time I hung out with him, like we, he came over to my house in L.A. and we went to this place, Egg Slut, which is a popular yeah, sure. egg sandwich place in L.A. Sandwich, yeah. yeah, and so there's one around the corner from my house in Venice now. So I'm like, Carl, you should try this. I'd be interested to see what you said. And I took him there, and he was really he was so interested in the packaging and the serving and we noted that he they serve their sandwiches in these sacks like a vertical sack like in and out kind of does like an old school diner yeah but they do that for he's like you see how they do this for a reason they do it so the steam rises up yes. vertically and not through the bun and makes the soggy bun and so he was like a master of like Love food it. science that's wow. that that that's may like seem obvious stuff. to some people but he would oh, always talk about why certain pizzas are made designed for delivery versus designed for pizzeria eating it's a different crust recipe time in the box yeah it's a different it's a whole different thing and he was uh, he he just knew all of this food science you know but he was like a blue collar guy like he wasn't a snob about any of it it was just like he just knew so much about so much and so every time i hung out with carl it was like 
I would laugh my ass off because he was hilarious. You know, he would teach me something amazing. And then he would also introduce me to other people that were equally interesting and amazing. You know, he invited other Food Network chefs to my house to come cook. And he, like, took me to a restaurant that was, like, owned by his friend who took us down in the underground meat locker. And we fucking smoked a blunt in the dry aging room. Like, you know, like, you know, it was just. Yeah, every time was, like, a new just bit of craziness. And so, like, I even, I like. This past weekend, I went to a memorial for him, like at Guy Fieri's house, like which was another cool, crazy. It's <laughs> a whole different, you know, crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. He had the coolest kitchen of anybody I've ever seen. I mean, well, he sounds like he was probably a really cool friend, and he good friend. Like he was probably very similar to you, and I can certainly understand from that story why. You it's guys, just a connector uh, of along. good people, you know. I love those people. Yeah, those are good people. It's important to remember them. Yeah. We sold a T-shirt. We raised uh, eleven thousand dollars for a scholarship. That's being set up by uh, by Guy awesome. uh, in his name for aspiring chefs. Absolutely, Kudos. awesome. That's Love fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Blipshift. They donated their proceeds as well. Beautiful. They just they just covered their cost and donated the. Do you uh, do a lot of stuff them. with them? With we do a shirt every month with Blipshift. Every month, okay. It's good business. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to. I have to do very little. Really. We work with their designers. So they do they, the designs too. They do the des- We come up. We concept the idea. They do the design. We. Make an edit, approve, they print, we market, we collect a check. We hold no inventory, we don't ship, we don't do customer service, nothing. It's great. Totally hands off. Yeah. Actually, some people really have minds for t-shirts. I don't really have um, a t-shirt mind. So Zach, uh, who works with me, actually comes up with more t-shirts than I do, except for like... Like when when the Million Mile Lexus thing finished, like I came up with the the shirt that was just the all nines of this frozen odometer. Oh, so like yeah, but a lot of the other like the the regular merch actually Zach comes up with. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, switching gears for a second, we also are cat lovers. I love this. You've got cats. Yeah, we have four cats. You have four cats. Yeah, we have four cats. I did not know that. Did Do you, you have know cats that? here? We oh, have yes. we have one aging kitty. Oh. She's eighteen and really, and she is. I'm I'm just so grateful that she's still alive. Oh. She's still nice and happy, but she's oh, that's great. A lot. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Eighteen's a run. That's a run. Yeah. I, are you? I. This was a Mrs. Ryan cat that she brought into the relationship, well, that's a, and, and that's it was, all right. Yeah. No, it's great. Good. <laughs> no, no, it's great. But they the, saw some blame being thrown around there. No, no, no. It's the opposite. Uh, the cat, Mrs. Ryan, used to travel. I don't know. She used to be a publicist in comedy, and uh-huh. uh, uh, you're a comedy fan too, aren't you? Fan. Yes. Not a comedian, but a fan of. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge stand-up fan. But you have yes. comedians on your show sometimes. I do. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do whenever I can. I had Chris Porter on my show last week, who was very, very funny. Awesome. I just booked Rogan again. Oh, good! Congratulations. Good. Is that that's out? Awesome. No, December fourth. I'm going. No, no, no. Back I mean, is that uh, is that news out? Oh, I don't. It's not like embargoed or anything. Like, well, yeah. great. Then we, <laughs> just, we just broke it tonight on this show. I think Holy I might cow! Have, I think I might have said it on my show last week. I don't really remember, Congrats, but I'm excited. Awesome. It's good for business. Yeah. Are you going to him or him? I'm going on his show. Awesome. That's way better than him coming on my show. I mean, I would appreciate it if he came on my show, but like. Me going on his show gains us a lot more. He's the someone said it last night, and they were right that he's actually sort of the the Carson of right now. I said it on this show. Uh, did you? The, yeah, yeah. On this show, and everybody seems to be agreeing. I yeah. think I heard it somewhere else too because it's fucking true. Yeah, it's millions and millions. Of I heard eyeballs. he did a billion downloads last year. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> you would know. I th- I went on his show, and the video last year when I went on Rogan, the video of it did the video of it. Did a million views in 24 hours. 
of a three and a half hour podcast the video did. What the fuck? I'd love to know what the That's metrics are for how people, because people stay for his too. They stay on, you know. Yeah, well, they don't it's drop it's, off. it's easy to stay. He's good. He's a good. Um, he's a, you know, the topics don't. He bounces around from so many different topics, and he's he's good at keeping it moving. That it's easy to it's easy to kind of let the time go by. You've done it before. You've I've done, done it before. I've been on a show three times. So this is the fourth time? This will be the fourth. Oh, man. Yeah. He's going to have a five-timer jacket next time. I know. I get bit, The whole thing. <laughs> right? I get a patch this time, and then I get the whole leather jacket Other next than time. like Red Band and, and the comedy guys, who else ha- you know, is comedy I don't, guys? I don't know. There's you know probably I mean? a bunch of people that have been on a bunch. But I'm but I, uh, you know, i kind of the go-to L.A. car guy. And so um, actually he was nice enough. I, we were texting uh, back and forth just randomly about stupid car stuff, as we sometimes do. And, and I met. I did mention to him that I'm opening this place, Westside Collector Car Storage, um, you know, and I actually have something to sell. And, and if he if he doesn't mind, if he's got a yeah. spot, uh, I, I finally have something to sell. And and he was like, "Oh, definitely come back on." So that that's, that's really awesome. that's really nice. Of him. Uh, when I was a PA, I might have been a production coordinator, but when I was a kid in New York before I moved out here, I used to work on news radio. Oh with yeah, him and, and everybody, cool. Phil Hartman, and uh, yeah. Group. And uh, whenever they would come out to New York to do stuff, and uh, 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 he was a different Joe Rogan. I had no idea of all the people in that show. He's not the one I would have thought would be the most famous twenty years later. DMT. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny. The most famous. He probably is the most famous twenty years later. Talent on that show. In fairness, if Phil Hartman stayed alive, he probably would have maintained his position as most famous, without a doubt. Legend, Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but stand-up comedy in general is like if I. If I if I couldn't hang out like I love cars, but I like and I like car people and I like talking about cars. But if I had to choose groups of people to hang out with, I'd much rather hang out with comics and chefs than cars than car people. Is that uh, stimulation? What no, is car people are great, but car people in general, okay. <laughs> A lot, and a lot, and I look. I meet a lot of them, dude. I meet a lot of them, okay. <laughs> and car people, I, I, you know what I mean. I go to a car show, and I'm covered in man sweat by the not my own, not by the end. Limited kinds of conversation versus comedians. Look, everyone is so nice. Tackle everything. Yes, and and a lot of people who are really into cars and modified cars, their car is sort of a costume. Their car is they're they're, they're not necessarily extroverts or 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 personalities and they express themselves via car right and that's totally awesome like i'm glad that they have a vehicle to express themselves and i'm you know what i mean literally and figuratively a vehicle to express themselves but like and sometimes they're amazing personalities also by coincidence but by and large the car is a way for them to it's express cosplay. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. It's nothing wrong. Totally okay. Watches, same thing. A watch is a, is a trophy. Uh, you mm. know what I mean? If it, in, it can be, sure. right? In the same way that a car isn't a trophy, but if it's a 488 on rims, yeah, it's a trophy. You know what I mean? So 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 for me like I would just like a, a comic has to be up there on stage, you know, naked. Not naked, but but just microphone you know a chef has a pile of vegetables and a dead animal and a knife and a flame you know and so it's a sink or swim vibe it's a create from nothing vibe the kind of mind that creates from nothing Mm, i think is great um that kind of 
go, 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 odd hours, shady people, slightly mentally embarrassed, uh, uh, imbalanced, you know, a hint of substance abuse, you know, these kinds of self-loathing, <laughs> like these are my biggest. people. Yeah, these these are my people, really, I think. <laughs> Damn good to know you. <laughs> <laughs> we fit right in. <laughs> but just like, you know, car people are, are uh, not usually that. Yeah, from well, my experience, okay. a lot of it with the car people is uh, uh, it's a hobby to a lot of people. And and I find the difference of the people who make a living at it and the people who just really enjoy their weekends at it. I find that the people who make a living at it take things more seriously yeah. and, and, and perhaps the conversations go a little bit differently and there's not as much just kind of fluff, where's this going? Yeah, Maybe true. But a lot, but time, True, perhaps. yes. Uh, yes, I think so. And I think for a lot of fans, um, I'm like their escape. You know, yeah. so so either they they want to talk to me about whatever, which, you know, typically is fine. But if I, you know, I'll like I'll they'll ask a question, I'll respond. They'll ask a follow up. I'll respond. <laughs> now we're best friends. <laughs> now, the ne- you know, the next thing after that is like, so how's Hannah? And I'm like, we've never met, <laughs> you know, or so I'm having a poker game like next Thursday, yeah, you know, in West that. Virginia, we get a lot of you know, that. and so you so there you, you because by? you're being nice, you're now you're instantly their friends. And so I, I just I think it's great that people are so enthusiastic. But but you I end up with a lot of folks that where social norms are not really learned. <laughs> This started like a car thing, and it's become sort of like a whatever, whatever the fuck yeah. we are thing. Because, yeah. like you said, you end up with whoever you really are, and yeah. then the product is what it is. Yeah, you, you like it or you don't. Yeah. With that though, we do this in our home. We are letting pe- like there's a whole different. Yeah. We're breaking barriers down. Yeah. That has it is a little weird when it when the messages come in with like the oh I noticed you changed the thing on the shelf or whatever, and it's like oh boy, of course. Well, we're showing it, so yeah. I'm leaving myself open to that. Yeah, yeah. Doing it in your home is is bold. Um, I well, realized. Start. I mean, it was. This yeah, was yeah. never the intention. I know, but I at about year. Let's see. We started our podcast 2011, and we moved it out of our house in 2015 or 14, 2014. So that we're on the same path. And I, think. I, it was a, it was absolutely the right idea to not do it at my house anymore. You'd come um, to that point. Well, they're just. I mean, look. It was. I had. We had roommates, so there would be like someone over there making dinner you know first off <laughs> and i'd want i'd want industry you know i don't i didn't necessarily want anyone to know where i lived and i wanted to and and I, but i did also want to uh have an address where someone could mail something that wasn't my house right. and also you know just that i an address that i could pretty willy-nilly give out to folks that wasn't my house um and and um, all of the things yeah, and, and once once we got to a, a, a point revenue-wise where it made sense to have an, another studio, uh, I would never, ever go back to, to doing it at my house. It, it, it does. I'm glad we're at a, a position financially right now where it, it actually makes sense for, for me to, to build that better studio that I'm building anyway. Perfect but, segue to the new oh, yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. uh, Plug you're, it. You're really making progress. The thing's almost, I mean, the building's up. It's, they're in the finishing stages now, it looks like to me. Yeah, they're like stuccoing this week, which, God, can, the building's construction up, the is crazy. Construction is so ridiculous. Like, I just wanted a place to park my cars. <laughs> no, no, nobody's buying that. All, no, seriously. That's I, how it started? I had a friend who let me park my cars in his empty building in West L.A. 
and he's, he had this building, and he moved out. He moved to San Francisco, but he didn't want to sell the building. So he said that I could keep my car, at the time it was one car, right. in the building, <laughs> and I could use it, whatever. Just, just, just look out for it. Sweep the floor once in a while. Keep an eye on the place. Keep an eye on the place. Great. Well, if you give you a free warehouse and then fuck off to San Francisco <laughs> for two years, one car turned into seven. I had seven cars in this building. And then my homie calls me up, and he goes, hey, man. You know, I just sold the building. You know, you got two months to get your stuff out. And I went, oh, to my get your God. your car out. <laughs> your one yeah. car. <laughs> he knew I had more oh, in there, but but he was like, and he didn't care, but 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 I had to leave. Yeah. That was 2014. What are you, and Tetris so, And so I start. I well, the first thing I did was sell four cars. Okay. I just had no, I had, first I tried to buy that building. I oh, said, give smart. me a chance to buy it. He told me how much he wanted, and I laughed and left. <laughs> I sold a bunch of cars. They'll be out of here Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I sold a bunch of cars, and um, and uh, I I spread them out, you know, among other other places and other whatever, and it, it became very annoying. Yeah. And I eventually downsized even further the cars, and um, and but I was like, okay, I need, I want to I want to get my own building. Maybe I'll rent a building. No, 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 that's crazy expensive. Okay, maybe if I get a building and share with two or three friends, that will work. Oh my god, there's no way. That's crazy expensive. Okay, what if I did a building with like 30 or 40 cars in it? Maybe that will make sense. Getting there. Oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> so the only way it works is if I own the building, I own the land and it holds and it has a certain level of density for Per, for the square footage, right? Especially because the point was to be by the be near the beach, right? Or there's by nothing the, else over there. Because there's nothing else over there. The, there. There's a bunch of car storage places in LA, and they make a ring around the city, yeah. right? Um, and you know, and you even have you do have places like the Motoring Club, but like that's a that's a club, that's like a social club. That's not what we're doing, yeah. right? And so and people keep their cars there, but it's a it's it's a different environment. It's a, a different, different thing. thing. If you if you are going to keep your car there, you're not going to want to be in my place. And if you want to, right, right, right. the kind of person who wants to be in my place would not want to be over Agreed. there. Like, not much. They're like a car dais more than anything yeah, else, which is beautiful. totally fine. Like I'm happy for those guys. I think that's great. But like, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> but the so and then you know the only most people would just move into a building, <laughs> but when you start involving. The lifts, the weight of, and all this stuff. So what we had, engin- the engineers for your plans and everything, I right? Heard, probably as much as the architect. Yeah, not quite, <laughs> but it's up there. Yeah, the engineers are uh, the engineers everything included. You're building, you've even got a basement below it. Well, so you have to. So, so if you build a commercial building in Los Angeles, my property is fourteen thousand square feet. Okay, if you build a commercial building in Los Angeles, you have to have two parking spaces per one thousand oh. square feet of commercial building, oh. even if that building is designed to be full of cars, okay? So what we would have had to do was have build a building that was on half the lot and have the other half of the lot be a parking lot. No. Or a basement counts as, quote, street accessible parking. So I, could, I had to dig a basement and build a basement. I can then sell those spots as part of my my oh, rental so you're still in t- oh, so it does they don't you. have to be available to the public for God, free yeah. they just have to be quote street accessible now not, that not means this. a ramp stacked doesn't count right so by wow. building the basement the basement was 50 percent of the cost of the entire building Jeez. okay because the basement has an open deck right like meaning like it's held up by some columns but there aren't very many right 
the basement, the, the ceiling of the basement or the floor of the main level is 30 inches thick of double rebar and poured concrete because it supports 18 quad stackers and the cars on them over an open deck. So we're the first building in Southern California to have quads. We're the first building to have quads that have battery tenders built onto them ever. Wow. I'm, I designed that system. Congrats. And we are the first ever building to have quads over a basement anywhere in the world. No one's ever done it. Um, so we poured 1,300 cubic yards of concrete, which is 100 and, like it's a 130 place. concrete trucks. Ugh. For, was the basement, and then that's another so sixty many. was the deck. Yeah, and that's because yeah, yeah. of Whoa. the reinforcement that's, that's necessary because to accommodate all of that engineering. Right? Also, because of the high water table, we're built on marshland basically. So you had to do, you had to, you have to have a weight. I want to shoot to, myself in the face. Yeah. This is in Playa. Isn't <laughs> this is in Playa Vista. We then had that. to vent the methane, oh. and we had to environmentally dispose of the eighty dump trucks of dirt we dug out. So this, this was all process. Hughes land back in the day, right? Yes, we were. I bought Howard Hughes Administration Building. You're kidding? Yeah, that's where the property is. So I know that right was where actually my, it's on the Sentinella Curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's across the street from the Clippers practice building. Exactly, which is a good place. Good place to be. There's but, tons of ad agencies. So no, it's just it's so there. you know so so to do the basement to have the accommodations for parking. Now we've got to meet 2019 seismic codes, oh, which geez. means the building has to withstand a 12.0 earthquake. How do you test that? They, they there's a way to do it. They do. Yeah, they don't vibrate it. They don't actually vibrate. No, the but building. with ultrasound or something. They do it with they ultrasound and X-ray, and they um and they also take samples of the concrete cores and like pressure test them. Oh, um, it has to be I think at least five thousand psi is the concrete, and it's, it's and then the density. If, if all yeah. of a sudden all of this work is done and then the concrete is too porous, all of a sudden for whatever yeah. fucking reason they don't get all the bubbles to the top. The, you should see. No, so you should come see factors. our concrete. There's no bubbles. Really, it's beautiful. Well, it I took. Bet. They I'm had sure to wait like two weeks because it was going to rain, and they were like, "If it rains, we're screwed." Like this is going to be the best concrete ever. But it's and I'm like sweating because every week we don't open. It's like thousands of dollars we're losing. So they're like, "Trust me, if we pour this now, it's not." So they waited, and like, it is the most beautiful concrete wow. you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's amazing. Perfectly, it's perfect poured. concrete. It is. <laughs> No, my <laughs> my crew, the my contractors, they typically build hospitals. That's what they normally do. No kidding. And hospitals are the strongest buildings that are built. Yeah. They are. It's assumed that nobody can get out during an earthquake. So hospitals have the most rigorous building codes of anything, and we are built to hospital building codes. Neat. Yeah, Bravo. he's show. He, my guy's showing me stuff. And he's like, you see this like truss here? How this? He's like, this is how you would build a bridge. <laughs> and, <this> header. <laughs> and it's crazy. I probably have the heaviest fourteen thousand square foot building in Los Angeles because the walls, <laughs> the the walls themselves, the above ground walls, it's one big, it's one big cube, box, right? Yeah. But the the walls are twelve inch CMU block with rebar and concrete inside of them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really wild. And then the the racks, you know, the the racks are cages. They're all linked together. So you have a giant steel cage of like forty cars. Someday, sixty years from now, when they need to knock this building down, they're to not going to be able to. Else, they're <laughs> not going to be able to. That's going to be they're hard. Gonna take the ball. Yeah, it's going like, to be tough. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And they, you know, I don't know the exact math, but they measure the the Richter scale for earthquakes is is exponential, not linear. Mm-hmm. So a twelve o is like the equivalent of five thousand eight o's. Right. It's nuts. You're yeah. shaking a bunch. Yeah. Of yeah, and then I got to build, you know, the the cigar lounge upstairs with the wine and whiskey lockers. is pretty cool. Oh, wow. and the new You're... podcast studio. 
Yeah. So, so that, all that to get back yeah. to the podcast studio. So you're going to do a new space that'll look like the old space for the most part. I mean, the red curtains are going to be gone. <laughs> I'm tired of the red oh, curtains. But the, no, the red curtains is not a signature move. Um, <laughs> you just didn't want to do black. No, we're going to decorate the walls with art, like your like your studios got here. Um, but it's still going to be the same, you know, table sort of situation. We thought Custom about setup. It's not. It's it's really, just you're not going to do a custom table. What's this table? The you're table about? so thick. Oh, it's a it's a slightly custom table, but it's not a a broadcast console oh, or anything like that. It's just a nice, thick, heavy. You don't our table now is literally like a crappy IKEA table. It's been for nine years. Like it's fine, you don't like want to be thick, compared to a Seinfeld. Like even this, no, like this is so thick and nice. Like this, your table's good. Our table, when <laughs> they you made it for, for exactly for that. <laughs> no, our table is like a drum when you. Mm. When, it's like it's like it's like recording on oh, a timpani. <laughs> yeah, it's a shitty IKEA dining room table. It's terrible. It's like press board. But so we've just no been one using will be it. standing on that one. No, that's right, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but uh, did we cover yeah. West Side Collector Car Storage? West, and when? When do you have an estimated? Uh, that's It'll be, everybody wants to know. Everybody when. wants to know when. It's this year, it's next soon. Year? It's it, it's going to be before the end of this year. I don't know really? when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we're huge. very close. Like we really are very close. It's the only holdups have been like permitting, like the uh, getting our utilities, and, like because we have to dig up the road to connect power and water. Oh wow. It's the city of Los Angeles sucks. Do you have to sometimes. dig up Jefferson or what? No, no, mean? not Jefferson. The alley behind the building. Thank oh, okay, God. Okay. Yeah, no, we don't have to dig I up. Thought, any... I was like, isn't all that shit run? No, no, we don't have to dig up a major road. We dig up the alley. Thank God. Good grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have to shut down Sentinella I'm with the dump truck, with the concrete had... trucks. We shut down Sentinella for 36 hours. That's what I'm thinking. More you already had the juice to, had to do I that. apologize. It was over a weekend. I wasn't driving then. No, we did it. I, we did it over a weekend, and I'm very sorry. I, you know, I try to be the person that alleviates traffic. I always move up. I keep, I minimize the gaps. I, I'm invisible in traffic, but that day I had to cause traffic. That's a lot of jump trucks. It's, it's all of this sounds like such amazing. a process. And they were all the same color. They were all this baby blue and just, just like, Oh, the Magnus <laughs> trucks with the red and white and the blue things. I love them. It was like a movie. Just all lined up down the Sentinella because it curved, the road curved around. It was gorgeous. I loved it. I was like, oh shit. I was like, these are my trucks. These are all my concrete, my pretty concrete trucks. And I'm such a dick. Like, I'm putting, we're not going to put a sign outside that says West Side Collector Car Storage. I don't, there's going to be a little on the the door itself, but not a big, a big sign. So, you know, how uh, how Las Vegas neon place is right over there too. (laughs) Heaven to Las Vegas. I know. (laughs) They could do something special. But, you know, we wanted to find some way for people to find us. And so I put, a 30-foot-tall red F on the front of the building. For Farah. For Farah. And it's like, it's huge. It's way bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> I is like it up the, already? It's not, it's not, it's, they did it in plywood. But you and see then, it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's up. It's up. They haven't painted it red yet, but it's up. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so big. It's really, it's really funny. It's a huge F. It's like probably, it's like, well, the building's 43 feet, and it's 30. It's 30 of the 40 feet. <laughs> It's how big it is. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, uh, my did, God. Did we get to the stuff that we should get to today? Did you have anything I for don't us? Know. It's your show. What's no, the stuff? Mean, no, I mean, that's what I mean. Do, are we good? <laughs> for you. I, bl- I, I believe great. We've so. We've done the time. I, want, I know you've got stuff to do. Yeah, no. We, I, 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 yeah, we plugged West Side Collector Car Storage and the Smoke and Tire Podcast, and that, those are the only things I have to promote right now. I'm writing for Road and Track, Performance Car of the Year, Road and Track P. Cody. So are you, I is did, that for the magazine? I contributed to the issue in the magazine. Wow. Uh, um, Congrats. That's huge. I'm pretty sure 
Bowman is actually writing it up. Is Bowman writing it up? Or either Bowman or Bob Sirkanerich. I think it's Bowman is actually writing it up. But I, I contributed. I went on the thing, and I did. I did all the videos. So I did. I did one takes with all the awesome. all the Picody cars. You're not oh, doing so. one takes anymore, though, right? I am, but only with press cars. Oh, okay. Press I eliminated fan cars. Yeah, I um, I, I did a thousand of those. Oh my you know, God! Really? We're at almost two hundred and fifty. Yeah, a thousand of anything. Well, I would do staggering. six in a day. I would, okay. I'd go, do, 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 do. but like you know, <laughs> but imagine, imagine only ever eating past appetizers. That's what it was like. Past appetizers. Past appetizers. It, it imagine around. you live your life oh, at a party where you only eat past appetizers and you never have a meal. That's <laughs> what doing all those cars feel like. I don't. I couldn't any of those cars that were fan cars like I couldn't tell you anything about them. None of it sticks. It's yeah. like you do it you auto auto like I said autopilot it out yeah. and then the next one. And so but I do know what you mean with that yeah. with the daily routine. Yeah. And so when you drive a when I drive a, a press car and either I uh, have it for a week and do whatever I want with it or I go on a launch and maybe it's more restricted drive time but I meet the engineers and I get my questions answered. I remember that. It mm-hmm. sticks later. Right. It's, I, I have a lot it more to go s- anywhere yeah and when i do my review even if it's done in quote one take i have a lot more to say <laughs> it's not just a checklist of power handling brakes suspension you know what i mean yeah and also let's be honest with all those fan cars like i gotta be interviewing this dude and his only qualification is he has a car i'm like mildly interested in this is no bueno. We need to not be doing this anymore. <laughs> Only put people on camera that really need to be on camera. Well, I noticed that sometimes you had the driver with you. Sometimes you didn't. If it was a personally owned car, it. I would always offer to take the driver with me because, A, I thought they might offer some insight into the ownership experience, and, B, I thought that they came a long way and gave up their time to hang out with me, and oh, they probably nice wanted the personal experience of being a little bit famous and because a lot of these guys would like go back to their car club and like they'd be the little celebrity because they got to do it and like that's awesome like i'm glad that those experiences happened like i don't wish i didn't do any of those things but like after enough of it you go if i have to be totally honest the owners are keeping me from being totally honest about the car and because the owner is here and because the car is old and not new I don't have enough to say to be interested in this myself. Whereas if it's a brand new car, there's a lot more to say because it has new things in it you can yeah. talk about. The new tech, the new tires, the new wing. the new You, you can talk about this, but it's like I'm driving a, oh, an O2 WRX. It looked, it's a more objective process at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's the, the job. You're, yeah. Because the thing you're evaluating is a thing that a big faceless company is trying to sell to people for a lot of money. It's not... I'm going to judge Jimmy on how he personally <laughs> modified his Cobalt SS. You don't want to judge Jimmy. It's right. Jimmy's car. I don't Jimmy give a shit what like. he did to his car. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, I don't care. So so that's what the parking garage is about. The parking garage is about having a side hustle and then being able to do a story on a car because it's a story worth doing and a car worth driving, not because I need a video for today yeah. and I don't particularly care what it is. Right. So quality, quality. You're also busy. Who's got time for it? I mean, you know what I mean. You know, you're doing I, a lot of shit. I could, if, but if I wanted to focus on just doing fan cars, that could be a full time job, and I could go film two days a week and edit video two days a week and take the other three days off, and I would be fine and make good money. But I'd want to blow my brains out. <laughs> 
can't thank you enough for being here <laughs> today. Pleasure. We have been very uh, looking forward to this. The only person I think who was not happy you were here today was G.I. Jen, Jennifer Nicole, because she was hoping oh. this would happen down at the PEC. <laughs> yeah, are you said, recording down said, there next weekend or something? Uh, are they eight, the 16th, the it, anniversary yeah, dealio? Yeah, we're going to be there for the week during the anniversary. They're going to build us a fresh set. We're going to have desk and chairs and everything. Yeah, oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. I want to come to that. I think I might... There's a thing for Carl in New York called Pig Beach on the 16th, and a bunch of his favorite barbecue chefs are going to Brooklyn, and I may... I may go do that. I've been on I've been on the Carl Ruiz memorial tour for like two and a half weeks now, and um, I'm pretty memorialed out. <laughs> and like hanging out with Guy Fieri at his house, and pretty much like closing those links to the chain it. together. I feel I feel um, some closure. I think. I guess we can Hopefully call it that. We'll see you there. Go to OMG Carl's Food Show on YouTube I've do that, yeah. and watch his. Just start with like McDonald's or Arby's or one of the one of the fast food. Ones. It's 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 great. It's great. It's the most authentic content that exists on the internet. You're awesome, dude. Thank you yeah. so much for taking Thank the time. Appreciate me. it, Mrs. Ryan. What do we have tomorrow? Tomorrow we're done. Tomorrow's we're done. Oh my Friday. gosh! All right, California Two is open. See you at Breakfast Club tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, Mrs. Ryan will be at Malibu and Muffins because you have not been able to do that in a couple weeks. So that'll be fun. And then Sunday, uh, Cars and Coffee, Los Angeles. Great. Yeah, oh, right yeah, over here Sunday, in the right over here in the woods. Where is that? that? <laughs> right by the fountain, uh, the Mulholland Fountain in Silver oh, Lake. Okay. There, Los Oh yeah, is that, that a good show? It's really cool. It is very All right. very low key. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, I, I have it on my calendar. I might have to go to one of them. There's a lot of cool... You see different stuff there, and that's what I like. I like the idea of going there. What I'm not, I don't like is the idea of driving back across L.A. at 10 a.m. in my Lamborghini. Don't blame that me That sounds there. crappy, actually. <laughs> no, I... It, you know that's why I like that's why I like the cars and coffees in Malibu. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a nice little drive afterwards. It's yeah. good. I like that's. Well, maybe we'll see you Saturday. All right, uh, Mrs. Ryan. That's it. I love you so very love much, Matt Farah. We love you so very much. <laughs> <laughs> Please love everyone. We love everybody. Help. Please love one another. Let's uh, see everybody next week. I don't know what I'm talking about. This guy's awesome. See you later. Cool. Are you doing... Are you-